From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. Reaction to a recent Atlanta Journal-Constitution investigation into senior care facilities has been explosive. The series tallies nearly 600 cases of neglect and 90 of abuse with harrowing stories of vulnerable seniors and the facilities entrusted with their care. Governor Kemp's office says the investigation reveals problems that must be addressed. Representative Sharon Cooper, chair of the House Health and Human Services Committee, says she'll introduce legislation to beef up inspections and staffing at the facilities. But the most heartbreaking reaction comes from readers who responded with their own stories of family members they believe have suffered mistreatment at senior care facilities. Meanwhile, industry group Georgia Senior Living Association tells the AJC it has a great intolerance for wrongdoing or substandard care. It cites robust inspections but acknowledged a need for better training. GBB-TV will air a special on the investigation this Thursday night at 7. It's called Unprotected, Georgia's Broken Senior Care Industry. On some nights, workers at the Sunrise at East Cobb assisted living facility struggled when they were trying to keep a close watch on the frail elderly people they had in their care. On the night of August 14, 2017, Luna came to work for his overnight shift on the memory care unit. He was put in charge of Adam Bennett's care. That night ended up changing everything for Bennett and his whole family, and it would change everything for Landon Terrell, too. AJC reporter Carrie Teagarden spent a year working on the series. I spoke to her when it first came out and asked her to summarize her findings. These are beautiful facilities that have popped up everywhere. They have gorgeous lobbies. They're very expensive. And the assumption is that the care would match the appearance. And what we found is that's too often not the case. Yeah. In fact, the marketing materials, the gap between the marketing materials and what's actually going on. The first series and the first article in the series rather focuses on one particularly egregious example of that gap at Sunrise. This is a facility in East Cobb. Tell us about what happened when one resident, Adam Bennett, was promised and, and what actually happened. Adam Bennett was a World War II veteran in his 90s. He had moved into Sunrise because it was right around the corner from his daughter's house. She was looking for a great facility for him. He had been really happy in independent living and other facilities in Atlanta, but he'd just gotten pretty frail. But this is a place that cost over $6,000 a month, and they assured um, his daughter that they could meet his needs. And it ended up turning into a murder case. Basically, he told a a caregiver after an overnight shift that he was beaten. And those were really the last words that he spoke. He had broken ribs, um, internal injuries, bruises all over his face that morning. What happened that night? No one will ever know, but he had a caregiver that night named Landon Terrell, who was charged with murder. A jury, after a week of testimony, really couldn't determine exactly what happened. Uh, Mr. Bennett had some dementia, so there was an argument that he shouldn't be believed. So the caregiver did end end up getting convicted of elder neglect, but the family was devastated. And I think one thing I've, I've experienced in talking to numerous families is they go to so much trouble, so much expense to care for someone in their last years and if that goes wrong, mm. there's no undoing that. Right. There's no there's no kind of getting over that after someone had been such a beloved family member who'd provided and been a, a just a, a 
a great person. Um, I'm going through it myself yes. with an in-law here in Georgia. But, the, you know, cases, a, a murder case is one thing, but there are so many cases that you document about just neglect, for example. Uh, a, another World War II veteran left outside in 100-degree heat. Yes. AIDS assaulting residents, even some sexual assault mm-hmm. among residents. A woman whose broken hip was unattended for nine days. Were these reported when they happened? Well, some were, some weren't. The whole issue of things not being reported and then Georgians being able to find out about them even when they are is a big part of of what we're looking at um, in our report because it's very hard to find out real factual information about all these facilities around the state that are inspected but to try to find information is very difficult and then the fact that complete information isn't there you know we found it's very common for facilities not to report incidents that they're required to report and we have a story about how prosecutors who specialize in elder abuse are very concerned across the state that they're not being told about the cases that they want to know about and for them that concern is okay there's still people working in the industry who perhaps should not be Right. Well, the Department of Community Health is in charge of licensing and inspecting the state's senior care facilities. But as you said, you found that many of these violations missing, they're outdated often, and prosecutors can't get their hands on reports. How does Georgia's DCH compare to similar oversight departments across the country? Well, in terms of transparency, not well. Uh, Many other states have much better websites. And in fact, we at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution spent months creating a website that we just opened up for consumers to give them this kind of information because the state wasn't doing it. In other states, for example, they'll tell you um, about complaints even if they weren't substantiated. So you could find out, hey, there were 10 complaints about XYZ. Even if, and they'll say, look, we went and inspected this and, and here's what we looked at and didn't find it. In Georgia, you'll see uh, we went and, and inspected complaint number, blah, blah, blah with no information about what it was about. So you're kind of left wondering, you know, well, what was that? And was there anything to it? Carrie Teagarden is my guest. She's an investigative reporter at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And we're talking about her series that she's been working on, on assisted living homes in Georgia, revealing a, let's say, somber state of affairs for senior care. And let's just also point out that you did, the AJC did build this online database where people can go and look at the places that they're concerned about, maybe that someone they're looking at, considering maybe where someone lives. But Upwards of 3,700 separate violations that you and your team come through. Mm. But is this universal or are there are some facilities that are more egregious than others? Oh, definitely. And I think this is why we wanted to do the website is we wanted to give some people some guidance to help them sort the good from the bad, right? Because the marketing materials are just make every facility sound like a country club. They have, you know, chef driven meals. They have these beautiful facilities and we have an element of our series that kind of talks about the realities versus the marketing. But you can go on and get real information. Okay, we collected police reports for many facilities, the inspection reports, obviously, we rated each violation. So you could get a sense of how serious it was and then gave you um, some charts to show how does this facility compare with others in terms of violations. 
And this is for across the entire state of Georgia. And these are the places that are private pay. They tend to be about $3,000 to $8,000 a month. So it's significant expense. And they're, we're seen as like the ultimate solution. You know, nobody wants to put their parent in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And this is seen as like the really nice place. In too many cases, they're not living up to the hype. Right. Well, the AJC did find more than 600 cases that it deemed as neglect. You said they rated them. Department of Community Health cited only four. Now, why are these numbers so different? You know, it's weird in Georgia. They don't really use the word neglect. They will have rules that we determined were neglect. Um, They will sometimes cite people for abuse, which is defined, but it's kind of a missing thing in our definitions in Georgia. Um, There are a long list of rules that people have to comply with, and many of them are not um, all that stringent. For example, staffing, okay? In Georgia, you only have to have one frontline staff member caring for people for every 15 residents during the day and every 25 residents at night. I mean, imagine... If you're a, a caregiver with very little training, um, trying to deal with 25 people overnight and people start having issues, the the situations that people find themselves in, again, as with very little training, I can't imagine it myself. Um, and it's very low-wage jobs, 10 to $12 right. an hour. Right. And, and so understaffing is a huge problem, not having trained staff. <clears throat> what have the facilities said in response to this <clears throat> series and other complaints? The industry really was a, a little hard to get information out of, and so was the state for this series. Um, it hasn't. It's an industry that hasn't had a lot of scrutiny. But I think they feel like they're serving an important need, and that's true. Consumer advocates in Georgia fought for years to get the designation of assisted living, which allowed a little bit higher level of care than what we'd had before, which was personal care homes. And this was seen as a way for people to age in place in a residential environment, okay? The kind of setting that we all would sort of prefer over a medical institutional model, which is more like what nursing homes are. Um, And I think the concern is that people are living longer and they're very frail. And this is not a medical model. So it's a place where people are supposed to get, you know, showers, meals, help getting dressed. But there aren't nurses and doctors running around, you know, checking on people. I think it's true that it's a needed industry. But I think what we found is it's not delivering the care that people would expect, especially given the price tag with it. And that your desire is to give people a very comfortable you know, experience in their older years when they're frail. Despite the salt water pools and other right. amenities right. that are advertised in these places. If you can't tell, I'm on this on this beat right now. Well, okay, so Money's report also touched on abuse between residents, including allegations of physical and sexual violence. Now, mm-hmm. how is it, how how do you track this, especially given so many residents with memory issues? Yes. You know, you don't want to blame the residents for this kind of thing. It's just it's it's part of dementia. But what we found is that um, the experts in this will tell you it's the responsibility of the facility to staff adequately so that they can protect residents from each other. You know, we found in inspection reports, you know, residents sleeping in each other's beds. There's a case of a hospice worker who was so upset about her patient being 
abused that that they had to take extreme measures because they felt like the facility wasn't doing its part to protect the resident. It's complex. And we found that even though the the training is very minimal, it's very commonplace, even with people dealing with folks with dementia, are not getting even that very minimal required on-the-job training. So imagine being put in that situation of trying to handle someone with dementia. It's a very, very hard job. Very hard job for very little pay. Right. Okay, so this is a pretty heavy topic, and there are some tragic and very difficult stories in here I do want to note. How has this reporting been for you personally? We've just got a, a minute to go. I feel like the sad part is the helplessness of many of these people. We wrote about a woman with um, dementia who the allegation is a, a care aide burned her with cigarettes all over her body. Mm. Things like that, that you just think someone is so vulnerable, sometimes unable to speak, won't be believed. They're some of the most vulnerable people I've written about. And that's what I think gets to you. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard from a lot of people that are struggling with the same thing, finding the right place. The outpouring from our readers has been huge, and we hope people will continue to contact us. And also folks who've worked in the facilities, we would love to hear from you as well. Carrie Teagarden, thank you for your time. Thank you. Carrie Teagarden, the AJC investigative reporter behind the series Unprotected, Georgia's Broken Senior Care Industry. A TV special of that same name will air on Thursday night at 7 on GPB-TV. Now, Carrie did mention the database where you can research senior care facilities in Georgia. It's at AJC.com slash unprotected. Coming up, Richard Jewell's name was plastered across the media as the prime suspect in the 1996 Olympic bombing. That's despite saving countless lives at the scene. The inside story of the suspect, when On Second Thought continues. Stay with us. I'm Virginia Prescott.